and welcome to this episode of the Blind Alive podcast, which is, of course, brought to you by Blind Alive. If you are not familiar with all that we do, our blog, newsletter, and of course, and foremost, our workouts, we encourage you to visit our website and check us out. You can find us at www.blindalive.com. I'm Lisa Salinger, and we have some exciting things to talk about today. We have an interview, which I'll be discussing in a bit more detail shortly. Then Mel will be talking to us about lats and traps in our Fitness Speak segment. And in Feedback Files, we'll be discussing the new Research Kit-enabled apps from Apple. A few weeks ago, I heard about a new scale that had been purchased by a friend of mine, and so I'm very happy to have her here today to talk with us. Our guest today is Shannon Reese. Hello and welcome, Shannon, and we look forward to hearing all about your new scale. Yes. Um, well, I guess I am on this, this this list of women who were all um, a little older, not, not real old, but, you know, we're getting into our 40s, 50s, and 60s, and um I have been kind of thinking about my weight for a while. I don't have a ton to lose, but I have about, well, I would like to lose 35 pounds. I'd be happy with 25. So it's not terrible, but it's not going to be easy either. And I do not have a talking scale, and I had not weighed myself in years. And so I didn't even know how much I weighed. I had an idea. But I didn't know how much I weighed, and I decided that I didn't want another talking scale because the talking scales are very loud and very abrasive. You know, you weigh 436 pounds. Have a good day. You know, that's oh, what that I remember. Oh, like, uh, Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, have a nice day. And I just, you know, and, and I know I'm being a little flippant with the weight, but I'm trying to make it funny and not, you know, not say a weight that some of us might be dealing with in, in that sense. You know what I mean? So I thought, well, what the heck, you know, I am totally blind and my husband is sighted. And if I have to have him tell me how much I weigh, uh, them's the breaks, you know, he knows my faults anyway, so what the heck. Well, so we went on Amazon and he asked me, he said, are you sure you don't want to talk to scale? No, they're too expensive. No. And we were reading and he said, oh, well, here's something. Here's the 60 Beats Bluetooth enabled bathroom scale. I said, Bluetooth enabled, Bluetooth enabled, and because I really my, I'm a really savvy computer slash iPhone user, but my my knowledge of Bluetooth is limited, and and it still kind of blows my mind. So we went and looked, and the idea is is that you you pair this, you get this app. So the first one we saw was 60 Beats, which I believe is six zero B E A T S, and we were looking at it and the app is on the app store and it's free and I thought, oh hey, I can at least get it and look at it. And so I went to the app store and got 60 Beats and downloaded it and there's a sweet little, very nice little interface that basically says user profile, weight, etc. and all the buttons could be read and 
I thought, okay, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe, and I read where you could, you know, you paired it with your phone and your weight would appear on your phone and, oh, it could, it could link up with health and it could link up with this and that and the other. And so I thought, well, wow. Well, the reviews on the 60 Beats was not good, um, or the reviews were not good, I'm sorry. Um, they said that it was not accurate. And there were some other problems, and Lloyd really didn't want to get the 60 beats, but he says, well, let's keep looking. Another one was by Pile Health, P-Y-L-E. That app was accessible, but I didn't like the look of it. And so, and the reviews on the Pile were not good either. So th then we saw the Fitbit Aria, and we all know about Fitbit. Well, the Fitbit Aria is very, very expensive, and I don't want to go the Fitbit way. I just don't. I think that's that, that's too much to begin with for me. I understand its uses, but it was too much for me. It was kind of like, I don't think I want to go that far. So what we the next one we ran across was, and I don't know if this is pronounced right, but I always say it this way because my um, the, the seat synthesizer says it this way, is the wheat scale, and it's capital W, small i, capital T, and then scale all in small letters. And the um, app is Wheat Scale Body Fat. So I went and got the Wheat Scale Body Fat, and it was looked fairly accessible to me. So with a wing and on a wing and a prayer, and I'm like, okay, maybe this still isn't going to work, and he's still going to have to tell me what I weigh. And, oh, gosh, I guess, you know, he'll keep me anyway. So we got the scale. And the Wheat Scale and all of these have user profiles. So how it works is you have a phone, you create a user profile, and you and it pairs with your device and automatically knows which user it's talking about. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, so you can have. I believe the Wheat Scale has ten. Um, one of them had eight, and so we could have who like we have three um, phones in our family. Um, Rachel and I have iPhones, and Lloyd has an Android because he's Lloyd, um, and. So, you know, it, it recognizes it, and it just puts the right weight in with the right if, – if you've got the right phone for you, it will it, – it, you know, so you don't need – you need a username just for, the, for yourself, if nothing else, but you don't need a password because it's all – it's all hooked up with your phone. So the scale came in, and it's a standard size scale. And what I like about it is it has – the place where your heels go, there is a kind of a plastic um, – piece and uh, on my scale and I don't know if it's a defect or what but the one end of it is slightly elevated and then there are two glass pieces where your toes go and in between the two glass pieces is the display which Lloyd says is really nice looking it's you know it's it's large but it's you know it doesn't take up the whole scale and so it's a standard scale it runs on gosh it's been uh I think double A AA or triple A batteries, and you put them in, and it just sits very solidly on your bathroom floor. So it's just a, it, I, to me, it just looks like a standard scale. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I have a couple questions, of course. Uh -huh. I probably would not be me if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I know, for example, you also have a younger daughter, and she does yes. not have a phone. No. If you wanted her to weigh on this it would scale, weigh. yes, 
yeah, it would, it would come up. Rachel did it without her phone the first time. I haven't got my younger daughter on the scale yet because it's, you know, we're kind of just playing with it. But Rachel uh, just wanted to see how much she weighed, jumped on it. It said her weight and she jumped off and it was gone. So it will work without a phone. You just can't track it. It's, in other words, it turns it into an old-fashioned scale. Right. Where you can't you can't track it or anything. And there's forget. no there's no way in the um, app itself to create a second profile. Is that correct? Not I, well. I, okay, now I haven't explored it, but I I don't see how. Yeah. Um, that I, would be I, kind I truly, of a neat feature. Yeah, and I I could try it. Um, in fact, it has been suggested that I try it, but I can't see how because. <sighs> I, I mean, unless you, I can't, I can't see how, but mm-hmm. I could, I could, it's, it's certainly something worth doing. Um, but because, I guess my feeling is because it's a password and everything, it's your phone. And I, I don't, I don't even know if there's a way to do it now that I've created my profile, actually, to be honest with you, I'd have to fire You're a probably right. All. You're probably right. <clears throat> I got the app out of curiosity and took a look at it and it did oh, seem there, that there were a few little things, but overall, there are it good. there well they're they're not read right, but they actually make sense, and we can get into that whenever you want. But the, the app is um, there's one terribly inaccessible thing, um, but you know again uh, now I know more about pickers from having to deal with my fitness pal and where they are, but I didn't see them. So the app is not. I think there, you're going to need a little sighted help to, to enter two things. Um, but they're not personal. Well, they are, I guess. Um, but in, and I guess I don't think you have to enter the second one, but you do have to enter your first because it also calculates your body mass, your body mass, so your BMI, your fat, your water, your, and your bone. It has places for all those. That's very uh, um, fascinating yeah, that that even exists. It is. And um, the app, I mean, I don't know quite how you want to do this, and I don't want to go all over the place, but the app, y- you have to kind of play with it. But if you once you understand how it works, it makes a great deal of sense, even with the crazy labeled buttons. And Wheat um, is uh, Korean. Their website is in Korean, and their English on their website is not the best. So I think it's more a language barrier than anything else. And I'm not saying that to be ornery, but there's just a, a, a little couple things where you're like, what? But it's, but it makes sense once you know how to do it. Right. Uh, I don't think we're going to get into the actual mechanics of the app because uh-huh. if people don't have the app or the scale, you know, I, I think they're probably just interested in the overall concept. Right. Well, and there's other there's other apps. They could go the Fitbit way, and I think we all know that Fitbit is very accessible from from everything that has been said. Um, you know, and so so there are, and, and of course, if somebody gets the app and gets stuck, I can try to help as best I can. Yeah. Would you walk me through, please, the process of weighing yourself? What I mean is, what do you hear? from the scale? What do you hear from the phone? Uh, does the scale make any sound at all? No. 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 <clears throat> and it can be really confusing at first because when you get on the scale, how, how I, I always say either the phone has to be within range of the scale, so it has to be really close. Um, I either hold it in my hand or I set it on the floor right beside the scale. And so what you do, or how I do it, is I open the Wheat Scale app, Okay, 
and it comes up and it shows my, you know, shows my info. And there are three tabs across the bottom. There's user, there's weight, and there's setting. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and the default seems to be weight. At least that's where I have it. Um, and so I can see my weight. Um, there's four, there's three, I think, weights on it now that I can track from the beginning. And they are in in the weight tab, they are in order of newest first, okay? So I take the f phone into where the scale is, which is in my bathroom. I open the app um, and then step on the scale. Now, uh, stepping on the scale has always been kind of a concern for me because in my experience with scales, not you know, not necessarily with talking ones, but with scales, if you don't step on it right, you can get a bad weight. And mm -hmm. so I kind of, I sort of gently, you know, feel with my toes and make sure I'm in the right place before I open the app. Then I either hold the phone in my hand or set it on the floor with the app open, step on the scale, stay there for about three seconds, step off, pick up my phone, and my weight is there, but it is the last one in the line, okay? This is really important because it took me I, – at first I thought, oh, my gosh, here, I've been raving about this stupid scale, and I've weighed myself for the third time, and it's not showing. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And so <clears throat> Lloyd came in, and I said, is this thing working? And he, I stepped on, and he says, yeah, there's your weight. So I got off, looked at my phone again, and when you – this is really important, okay, This is because this gave me a heart attack. When you weigh yourself, the weight, you, your, your current weight is at the end of the list of weights, okay? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so you flick through it, excuse me, you flick through it, and when you find the weight, and, there, and it's not dated in here. There, there's a way to see the dates and stuff, but it's not dated yet. So you find the weight, and it will say, I don't know, 206 pounds, okay? All right, and you, you double tap that, and then it will say, save data, okay. You double tap the save the okay button in the save data dialog, and the new weight comes up to the top. Do you see what I'm uh, saying? I do. Okay, so, and this is really <clears throat> super important because you it will not save your data if you do not, it will not save your weight if you do not double tap the weight and then say okay. Right. Um, and then, then it will come, then it, then it will move that weight forward, and then you've got newest to oldest again with your newest weight on top. Nice. Um, and I, <clears throat> Lloyd says, excuse me, Lloyd says it's really, you know, you step on, it comes up, the display's really nice, and then you step off. And I'd say, I mean, in, by the time I flick through, so like a second after I step off, there's my weight on the phone. And it's really... It's really magical and kind of wowing. It's like, uh, because Bluetooth has always been kind of a mystery to me, um, especially before, until I got my iPhone and then understood the, the, you know, the Bluetooth speakers and headsets and keyboards and stuff. And, and so now, this is the first time I've really seen the Bluetooth-enabled generation of stuff like your locks and your, your scales and your this and, and you know what I mean. And... And so that's how, that's how it works. That's great. We will also have a link in the show notes to uh, the scale that Shannon mentioned and also to an Access World interview 
off the top of my head, I believe it was January of 2014, and they reviewed some Bluetooth scales. I would like, really. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. yeah. It looks like yours um, did as well as one of them, and better than the other. I, for some reason, my memory of the whole thing is hazy, mm-hmm. but I think you got a good deal. Also, I'd like to just double back to something and point out two things that I think that you did in this case that were especially good. Um, One of them is you read product reviews because it can be completely accessible, completely usable. But if it's not accurate or it breaks or whatever, better to know that sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. And the other thing that you did was you got the app and you looked at it first, and that gave you an idea, was this even going to be usable, because the reverse is true. Yes. The thing could be wonderful and state-of-the-art and accurate, but if that app doesn't work, then you wouldn't have the uh, privacy that you need. Yes, um, and, and that that's true, and I mean, I, I don't mind, you know, the fact that he knows how much I weigh. I don't really mind that you know you guys know how much I weigh either but the the point of it is is just to be able to do it um by myself and see it and there there you know there is some things you can do with the app if you are an explorer and you you tap around these little kind of weirdly labeled icons in the weight tab um you can delete old weights and that's what I did the first time because just to see it work we stepped one of us stepped on it I think it was me in the um living room it was on the carpet and the weight was 36 pounds i'm like i wish uh, <laughs> you know so you can delete weights that are um uh that are not right um and 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 you can kind of look through your history and browse it and see and i guess on the screen it's kind of like a chart for me it just flicks through and you read the columns and you kind of know which one's which and uh, you know, so it's a it's a nice app, um, but it, and it also hooks up with my Fitness Pal, um, which I'm trying to use to keep track of my exercises and my food. So you can tell it to hook up with my Fitness Pal, and it does. Great. Well, we wish you lots of health and success. And as I said to Shannon before we started, I keep walking by my traditional talking scale. And every day I whisper sweet nothings in its virtual ear. Die, little scale, die. Because I'm, I would love to try this. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that it screams my weight at me, whether I need it or not, because it's better than having, uh, someone else read that number. And, well, it's it's better to 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 have that than not know it all. And exactly. I, um, I didn't weigh myself. I mean, I, the last time I weighed myself, it was at a doctor's office several years ago. In fact, I think it's when I went in to get um, a treatment for my wonderful fruitless mulberry allergies that I have. Um, and and you know, and I was, I thought, okay, this is you know, do I weigh the same? Do I weigh more? I knew I didn't weigh that much more, but you know. 10 pounds can creep up on you, and that's what it was. It was about 10 pounds higher than my last weight at the doctor's office. Um, you know, and it's it's just, you really can't, I have found, and I'm not the best at this, and I don't, you know, I'm not a crazy dieter or a crazy exerciser, but you, you really can't know how you're doing unless you've got a start weight so you can see, you know, how it works. Yeah, because how you'll feel on one day 
might be completely different from the reality. You might think, I'm not making any progress. And you can look back and see hard and fast evidence, either that you have progressed or that maybe you are in a little bit of denial. Um, Uh I tend, unfortunately, to uh, retain fluid very easily. I if I'm having a bad couple days, it's nothing for me to gain 7 to 10 pounds in three days. Mm-hmm. And that can be very disheartening, especially when you know that it's not your fault. Right. But also, if I because I can weigh myself daily, it kind of reduces the trauma. Okay, yeah. you know, I can feel this in my body. This is, you know, I know this is going on. And for my health, I need to watch that number from simply a fluid standpoint to make sure it doesn't go out of control so lots of exciting things and thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge with us and as I said we wish you good health well thank you so much for asking me I was really surprised to find out that people were interested in it I've never really been a gadget freak and I thought people knew all about this and and I got all these questions well what is it about and I'm like oh I you know, <laughs> I thought I was late to the party, and it turns out that I am not. And you are not the party. My... <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's going to be fun, I think. Excellent. Could you give contact information where someone could get a hold of you if they have more questions? Um, sure. It is um, my email is um, uh, I L U V as in Victor, the number two. R-E-A-D, so I love to read spelled oddly, um, at cox, C-O-X dot net. And my Twitter is S-H-A-Z-Z-A-5-9. And, of course, we will have links to that in the ever-popular, ever-present show notes. (laughs) As I'm sure we all know, weight loss is an important part of a healthy lifestyle. And here to discuss another key component is Mel with today's Fitness Speak. It's time for Fitness Speak. Today we're going to talk about the trapezius muscle and the latissimus dorsi. Or, in the fitness world, in the massage world, we call them traps and lats for short. The trapezius muscle is called trapezius because it is shaped like a trapezoid. A trapezoid, if you're not familiar with the shape, is long on the bottom or on one long edge, and then the other two sides converge towards each other, and then there's another parallel line on the other side that is shorter than the, the long parallel line. That might not be clear, but just you can think of a, a triangle with its head cut off. So what happens is the trapezius muscle attaches at the top Right behind the head, if you can feel that knob on the back of your skull, that's called the inion or the occipital protuberance. It's that little bump right at the top of your spine. So your trapezius muscle connects there, and it connects all along the spinous processes, which are um, all along the, the spine, uh, down, down your back, 
past the almost down to the bottom of your ribs actually so that's the long side and then the fibers are in three different compartments there's an upper level compartment which is around your neck and then a middle layer and then a lower layer and they all move in a direction towards your shoulder the trapezius muscle is one of the favorite muscles for a massage therapist to work on because it's a big broad muscle and when we sit at a computer all day or a desk or hunched over doing a task or just feel stress in general it tends to collect in the trapezius muscle so when somebody comes behind you and they places their they place their hands on your shoulders and they squeeze they're squeezing the the traps or the trapezius muscle and it's a great thing to do for someone just walk up behind someone that you know is okay with that kind of touch and just massage their trapezius muscles from the base of their skull all the way out to their shoulders and they will love you forever so the trapezius muscle uh, is a large muscle and the actions that uh, it's responsible for our shoulder shrugs. So one way to strengthen the trapezius muscle is to hold weight down to your side, all the way just hanging down by your side, and pull your shoulders up to your ears. So the trapezius is responsible for elevating the shoulders. It's also responsible for retracting the shoulder, the scapulas, the shoulder blades, which means pulling them back and together. So if you're opening your chest and sticking your chest out big, it's the, tra the trapezius muscles that help with that action, pulling your shoulders back. The trapezius also helps in rotating the scapula or rotating the, the shoulder blade, which helps in internally rotating your arm. So it's it's a big muscle and it has a lot of actions that are um, that is really important for it to do so we need to exercise the trapezius muscle and we can do that with the shoulder shrugs or back flies also push-ups or anything like that that is going to move the shoulder joints and the scapula in any plane of direction is probably going to get the trapezius muscle so we have those exercises in um, sculpting with weights level one and two and stability ball. Uh, it's a great muscle to work. It's a great muscle to massage. So I highly recommend that you do that. Now for the latissimus dorsi or the lats. Some people may call it latissimus dorsi. You can do whatever makes you happy. It's latissimus because that means broadest muscle of the back. The latissimus dorsi is also called, we call it lats in the fitness world or in the massage world, and it's responsible for that beautiful V-shape that everyone loves uh, to see on their back. And the fibers attach at the bottom, so along the bottom part of your spine, and the fibers sweep up and attach. They actually go under your 
armpit and attach on the front part of your humerus bone or your the uh, top part, the top bone in your arm. And its functions are to pull the shoulder back. So if you are running uh, or walking and your arm is swinging and the arm comes back, that's the latissimus dorsi. Also, uh, it is responsible for um, pulling things down. So to exercise it, you would do lat pull downs or you would do overhead shoulder presses, concentrating on that lowering down of the weight. Also, chin-ups where you're pulling your body weight up. Those are great exercises for the latissimus dorsi or the lats. Also, swimming is a good exercise for the lats. The interesting thing about the lats is that it is used in breast reconstruction sometimes. It, it, it works well because the other shoulder muscles can compensate for its action. And what they do is they detach those bottom fibers and pull it up and rotate it around and attach the fibers on the front part of your chest and they mold it with fat and they construct breast tissue. So, well, they don't construct breast tissue, but they construct a breast-formed shape on the front of your chest. Um, and it's, a lot of women really like that because it doesn't use any other um, external, you know, implants or anything like that. It's still part of their body and it remains to be innervated and the nerves work and the circulation stays intact because they don't actually remove it from your body. Um, it's just rotated around. It's, it's a pretty innovative type of reconstruction breast surgery. So I recommend that you get the latissimus dorsi massaged, and also to exercise and keep it strong so that you can have a strong, tall posture and have that beautiful V-shape on your back. This time on Feedback Files, I'm here to share with you feedback of a slightly different kind. This is feedback that I have been giving to research companies through my iPhone. If you follow Apple News, you'll know that Apple released version iOS 8.2 for the iPhone. And one of the new things they released is Research Kit. Now, this is not something that you have to download. It's built right in. At this point, there are five apps and I thought I would share my experience with you so that hopefully you can participate if this is something that is of interest to you. First of all, you need to know how to find the apps. Right now, if you go into the App Store, and as far as I know, this will work on any iOS device, in future, you may be able to do this on your Android device or on your computer as well. 
but for now it is limited to Apple mobile devices. If you go into the App Store and you, assuming you are using VoiceOver, double tap the Featured tab, you'll find an item in there that says Research Kit. If you double tap that, it will open up a list of related apps. If by the time you listen to this podcast, the research kit is not listed in the featured section, all you have to do instead is open up the search tab and type in as all one word, research kit. At the time of this recording, there are five available apps. And you can't immediately tell what all of them do by looking at the names. The one that I wasn't able to tell immediately what it was was an app called Share the Journey. I downloaded all five of these apps because I just wanted to take a look at them. Share the Journey is for breast cancer survivors. And before you could go farther in the app, you needed to fill out a questionnaire to sign up for and participate in the study. I do not meet their criteria, so I closed that out and deleted the app. Same thing for the app doing research for people with asthma and for people who are diabetic. That left me with two apps. One was the empowerment study for Parkinson's research. This was of particular interest to me for two reasons. One, they were really, I think, using the phone's capabilities to the max. You could say the word ah into the phone's microphone and it could pick up certain things from your voice. It also used the accelerometer to gauge things about your gait. I learned this information from reading the preliminary documentation. I was able to fill out the survey to get started. It was very easy. There were no accessibility surprises. Unfortunately, I could not really participate in the study, and I was fairly sad about this. I said I had two reasons for my interest. One was the use of all the iPhone features. The other reason for my interest is I have a family member with Parkinson's and unfortunately the thing that kept me from participating in the study was not that it was limited to people with Parkinson's disease. What kept me from participating was the accessibility of the study itself and I'm really not certain how they could have made all of this accessible. They possibly could have, but I 
strongly suspect that they did not take into account those using other technologies. There were four activities it appeared you needed to do on a daily basis. One was to say ah into the microphone. The other was to walk about 20 steps. Neither of those would have been a problem from an accessibility standpoint. The tasks that were not doable were those that tested memory and, um, <laughs> yes, tested memory and I can't remember the other one, uh, tapping coordination, basically. Uh, the coordination test wanted you to tap on two alternating buttons. So it wanted, for example, you to use your uh, index finger to tap on one and your middle finger to tap on the other. And they wanted you to do this as quickly as you could. The problem, as you likely can guess, is that for a voiceover user, you had to double tap simply for that tap to register. Therefore, my speed would have likely been significantly slower than the average speeds of those who do not have Parkinson's. And I was concerned that they might see that as an indicator of Parkinson's or they would find it was so outside the norm statistically that any work that I did in participating in the study would have basically been thrown out. And it wasn't a huge time commitment every day, but it was every day for about three months. You're talking, oh, maybe five, ten minutes a day. So it does add up. The other task, the memory task, involved matching patterns. On your screen, various flowers lit up, and you had to match those patterns. Unlike the tapping study, there was no way that I could do this at all. I had no idea of what was lighting up or when. So, unfortunately, I felt I had to withdraw from the study. However, before I did that, I did send an email to the organizers of the study, letting them know about accessibility. However, I do have some good news, and that is that the final research kit-based app that is currently available uh, is called My Heart Counts, and it is about heart disease and education and function, and I have had no problem whatsoever participating. It asks you to wear your phone when physically active or to, um, if you have a wearable, I think that's probably better, but not necessary. Uh, so I have been participating in this study and hope to both be able to contribute to their research and to increase my own learning. Like I said, I'm just in week one. I think in week two it will start measuring, walking, and things like that. So uh, my point is that things could change 
in week two, but so far the outcome is promising. I will be starting week two prior to the publication of this podcast, so if this is something that you are especially interested in participating in, but you don't want to waste your time, do check the show notes, because if week two is a game changer, I will post that, because I certainly don't want to see anyone give time and energy into something that won't ultimately help and that will be futile. But right now it looks very good, very solid, very accessible. The only glitch I've found is a tiny one, and that is that you have an activities tab that lists the activities they would like you to do for a day. And they are usually things like filling out a brief questionnaire or that kind of thing. And you do have to keep track of what you've done because it doesn't mark them as done or checked or anything like that. And in fact, you can complete one day's activity and if you double tap on that again, it will start it over again. So you do have to keep track, but that's not hard. It's just something that I personally wish they would consider changing. I hope you have found this information helpful. Granted, this podcast has been geared a bit more toward tech things, and we may do that from time to time, depending on your feedback, but it will not be all the time because we are well aware that there are people who either don't know the technology or who really don't care, and we want to make the podcast a friendly one for everyone. If you have any questions or feedback, we would really love to hear from you please feel free to email us. You can email support at blindalive.com. And blindalive is all one word. And if you email support at blindalive.com, both Mel and I will see that. You can write to us individually if you would like, Mel at blindalive, that's M-E-L, or Lisa, L-I-S-A, at blindalive.com. Finally, you can follow Blind Alive on Twitter at blindalive.com. No. Finally, you can follow Blind Alive on Twitter. The username is, of course, Blind Alive. Or you're welcome to follow me. My name on Twitter is L-I-S-A-S-A-L-I. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll look forward to bringing you the next episode of the Blind Alive podcast.